This is Digital Pathology Today. Now here's your host, Dr. Joseph Anderson. Creating the ecosystem and infrastructure for digital pathology. I think we all know there's a lot involved in a digital transformation and a department going digital involves much more than just flipping a switch. But how can we get there? Welcome to Digital Pathology Today. I'm Joe Anderson. Our guest is Michael Vellante, the global business leader for Dell Technologies Healthcare Division, as well as Dell's chief technology officer for digital pathology. He is a subject matter expert in the areas of enterprise imaging and pathology informatics. Mike is deeply focused on the healthcare industry and the intersection of medical imaging and information technology. We're going to be discussing any lessons Dell has learned in their extensive involvement in IT infrastructure in other areas of healthcare, how we can apply those lessons to digital pathology. The field of digital pathology, of course, is moving incredibly fast. It seems like we've hit an inflection point in the past year. We're going to talk about the trajectory and the velocity we're on in terms of adoption and implementation of digital pathology. Pathology certainly has many different stakeholders, lab managers, hospital administrators, IT staff, of course, the pathologists and the other physicians. We're going to talk about the various concerns of these stakeholders and what is Dell's approach to integrating both the technical as well as the clinical aspects of digital pathology. This episode of Digital Pathology Today has been brought to you by Dell Technologies. An extensive portfolio of digital pathology solutions from Dell Technologies and their partners helps to deliver the advanced analytics, high-performance computing, and scalable storage solutions to turn data into insights at every stage of the pathologist's workflow. From the slide to the data center to the cloud, their offerings enable pathologists, researchers, and healthcare systems to accelerate diagnosis, enhance collaboration, and improve patient outcomes. Mike Vellante from Dell, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Joe. Really appreciate the time being here, and I'm really looking forward to the discussion. Most people, I think, are familiar with Dell in various uh, applications. Consumer electronics, I'm sure you, you guys do a lot of industry-specific applications in computing, information processing, IT, cloud computing, and and so forth. But tell us about uh, Dell's involvement in healthcare, and in particular, digital pathology. Well, certainly, uh, you know, the healthcare vertical is a really important segment of Dell's business. Um, Dell has a long history in the healthcare industry, and we've established a dedicated healthcare practice, which is staffed by a team of professionals with both technical and, and clinical expertise. If I could boast for Dell for a second, we've come some impressive stats within the healthcare industry. Our technology is deployed in over 10,000 hospitals worldwide, and more than 67% of hospitals today leverage Dell EMC storage solutions, and just about 62% or more are using Dell laptops or desktops. To, to marry with that, we've built a really large partner ecosystem whereby we work with software application vendors in combining our technologies to deliver world-class validated uh, solutions to solve some of the most challenging problems in the healthcare industry. We're in the midst of a digital transformation in pathology. Clearly, hospitals and even pathology practices have IT uh, systems. They have an existing infrastructure. But it can be a, a daunting challenge, particularly to some of us pathologists who may not be that familiar you know, with the workings of IT and, and the infrastructure and the computing requirements. 
and so forth. And I think we're going to have to become more knowledgeable. So to a pathology group undergoing such a change, I mean, we're either starting from scratch or that may be a a bit naive because there's probably an existing infrastructure and there's already an existing laboratory information system. But really starting at the beginning, what is important to consider in the requirements gathering stage? You know, what do do we need, you know, to put this all together and implement digital pathology? We find it really helpful. And, And this may sound obvious, of course, but to involve the IT team in the planning process early. Uh, we, we think of data as an enterprise asset. And so when you, when you think of it that way, you start thinking about the role that IT has in helping the entire care team kind of end to end with sharing information. So it's, it's more than just, hey, IT, help us manage data. It's how do you help us collaborate and share data? It's kind of on your home turf, uh, so to speak, you know, IT and infrastructure. And you've seen applications in healthcare across a variety of departments outside of pathology. Radiology may be our first cousin. And they certainly generate a lot of data, a lot of images requiring large storage space, but then also even in hospital and healthcare systems and even outside of healthcare, you've seen a lot, you've learned a lot of lessons. So what lessons can we take from your experience and apply it specifically to to pathology and digital pathology? And you're right. We have had some great experience and we've spent a lot of time in medical imaging and thinking about how to most effectively manage the size of data associated with medical imaging. And when you think of data as an enterprise asset and you think of the number of image consumers that extend beyond the boundaries of a given imaging department, IT just plays such a critical role in doing that. And what we've found, particularly when you look at where all this technology is converging, when you look at the way comprehensive care is delivered in a multidisciplinary team environment, you really wanna look to not build data silos. And where possible, want to leverage standards for interoperability because at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is to treat data as an asset of the enterprise to be utilized and shared by all enterprise users. And IT really can help provide the right pathways in which to do that. And so them being involved earlier in the planning process of this digital transformation, the digital transformation within pathology, There's a lot that can be gained by understanding what is A, already in place, what is B, envisioned, and C, uh, how do you map those in which to better the overall outcome and the speed of the outcome of the transformation for pathology. Avoiding silos and interoperability, I think, (laughs) as you highlighted, there are two key points. I think in healthcare in particular, I think there is the tendency to to build silos or silos have already been built. If you look in the information systems in hospitals, there are several competing information systems to manage the various data surrounding the patients in their care. So, you know, radiology may have one, the clinical laboratory would have one, the anatomical pathology would have one. So there's just so many uh, competing silos. And I think breaking down those silos is going to be beneficial. And Within digital pathology, this idea of interoperability is a huge theme. We're having difficulty agreeing on standard file formats, and we have you know, various competing pieces of hardware that we're looking to integrate. And I think, as you touched on, we need to be looking to the future and allowing us to grow. And I think, you know, coming up with methods, whether, and let's talk about that, you know, how can we move towards interoperability? Is it going to be a matter of coming up with standard file formats or do we have to come up with some kind of middleware, you know, to help bridge the gaps? You know, these are challenges that have been experienced and undertaken and solved actually 
in the healthcare domain multiple times, which isn't to say that there's one way to do it or one solution to it. But but I think if you look at some of the common threads, almost by definition, a standard is something that the large population all agrees to use or do things in, in a particular way. And then that drives the standard, which drives an overall benefit for the evolution of, of these kinds of solutions. These data silos, I don't know that people set out to go, yeah, let's just build a silo. You know, I think silos happen because you get very focused on achieving a particular objective or outcome. And it's not until you begin to kind of open up the lens, as it were, and start thinking about, well, what are we going to do next? Or who else would benefit from this kind of information? Or how would we be more effectively enhance a care protocol if we could better collaborate or share information? And so that's the idea of not looking to build silos. It's not that they happen intentionally. Sometimes they happen because if we just kind of focus, we'll be able to build this and get this off the ground faster. But then sometimes that turns out to be a little short-sighted when you look to scale or you look to you know evolve and expand. So it's really one about expansion and embracing things that already exist. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I think nobody's happy about silos, but it's not necessarily an evil or nefarious thing and probably resulted because someone was doing something great. They had a vision and they started down that road. And then maybe after some time, oh, now we have a silo. Yeah. And so I think that we do have the opportunity within pathology to say, hey, you know, what can we learn from what happened in radiology and cardiology and other imaging disciplines and, and benefit from some of those best practices, um, as well as Look, the standards community really has learned a lot over time. And it's also fair to remember that these standards didn't happen over time. The support of utilizing standards should be also viewed in the let's not wait till it's it's complete and perfect. You can start using standards now, recognizing that if you kind of follow standards for interoperability as they evolve and mature more good things are enabled it's not to say that you can't get started when a particular standard isn't fully complete and you know if you look at DICOM for instance it was a long time where DICOM did just a few things it addressed a few primary challenges and then over time it expanded it started with just can we just share information can I can I send you information and can you receive it it wasn't till later that you got into things like query and retrieve. Can I ask you for information? Can I interrogate something? Can I store something and get a confirmation that, that of what I stored? So all of this stuff hap happens over time. The good news is that pathology is not going first. So we really can benefit from the experience of, in particular, medical imaging environments that have done this successfully already. We can, we can benefit from those who have gone before us. And I think standards are an interesting thing because you may not fully understand what your requirements are going to be at some point down the road. So let me ask you something, you know, in terms of how you think about standards, I think either A, do you need to be prescriptive in advance, striving to do things in a uniform way, or do you have kind of a free market approach where you let the standards kind of shake out and determine what those standards are after a little bit of unease and letting the dust settle. The nature of a standard is somewhat to democratize the ability to communicate, right? It's not meant to say, well, the biggest becomes the default. It's meant to say, 
there's room for all to play and communicate because we'll agree upon the format or the structure or the way we communicate. So I don't, I don't know that standards are biased for the biggest. I think they're really biased for the most aligned. So digital pathology is moving incredibly fast, and it seems like we've hit an inflection point in the last year or so. The perfect storm, I like to think of it, many factors are coalescing. Storage costs are going down, storage capacities are going up, computing power is going up, and then certainly this global health emergency with COVID-19 caused the easing of regulatory barriers with the FDA and, and CMS. Pathologists wanted to work remotely. Uh, for a variety of reasons. So it seems like a lot of factors are coming together now. Does anything surprise you? Are we on a different trajectory than you may have thought just a year or so ago? I don't know that we're on a different trajectory. I think we're on a different velocity. It seems that the pandemic presented just a significant, compelling event for adoption of digital pathology. It just provided a very clear appreciation or value proposition of how being digital enables pathology departments, the ability to kind of rethink workflows and remove the inherent geographic requirements or maybe consider even limitations of traditional microscopy. So I, I think it added fuel to something that we were already looking and already investing in and, and building out, but it just, it gave us the opportunity to move that more quickly. Now there's certainly many different s stakeholders at play. Now, who do you see as, as the constituents or the stakeholders in, say, a pathology group or department undergoing a, a digital transformation? We have various people involved. People may tend to take a, a myopic view. May pathologists such as me may only think, <laughs> think of ourselves. But who, who, who else is involved? We have lab managers, hospital administrators, and so forth. I think to your point, there's a lot of different stakeholders. To your point, you noted lab managers and hospital administration and the IT staff and the pathologist and, and other clinicians. And it's a big question, but I think that all of them, while they may look at different facets of the care delivery process, I think they're all interested in delivering the highest quality of care in the shortest amount of time at the least cost. So where lab managers kind of have a focus on departmental operations and how that is impacted when going digital and hospital administration may be focused on evaluating the cost, quality, you know, benefit relationships of new technologies. You know, the IT staff is thinking about how to manage data and provide the sharing of information in a secure way. And of course the pathologists and other physicians and clinicians, you know, as, as you certainly know, you know, they're concerned with diagnostic accuracy, quality of care and their patients. And all of them are looking at technology saying, wow, can all of these interests be served? We happen to think they can. And that's why we're so excited about trying to be part of digital pathology adoption. Yeah. So how do you do that? How do you get everyone on, on the same page? Like most digital transformations, team approach. The question becomes what elements of the team are involved and how do you figure for the right planning, you know, speaking more from the IT perspective, we just find that when the IT team is involved early, digital transformation projects like these benefit in, in multiple ways. Your IT department gets a clearer understanding of the desired scope, both and, and short, short and long term. As such, they become part of designing the overall project, which has a real value because Often project schedules can benefit if IT is involved earlier because they have an understanding of the needed infrastructure or the integration activities that are going to be required. 
And that allows them to work those requirements and those needs into their planning too, because they obviously have a lot going on. They're supporting multitude of informatics systems for a multitude of care providers kind of throughout the enterprise. But additionally, they also can look at what they might have in existing infrastructure and how it might be able to be leveraged, which could reduce the overall cost of this particular transformation because of what is existing that that can be leveraged for this particular need. And sometimes we've seen the initial phase of a digital pathology project kind of comes in the form of a proof of concept or a kind of a phase one. And IT is able to carve out the needed compute and storage to support the pilot just from its current infrastructure, which allows that particular proof of concept to just move more quickly and then get the best practices learned and then get the later phases planned for and budgeted and and executed. So overall, the whole project can be accelerated. How do you balance the, the technical aspects versus the uh, the clinical aspects, which may be kind of like two ships in the night? I think if you come at it that there are technical aspects and clinical aspects and the, and the two need to converge in order to deliver a solution that is delivering the right value, then you do that from kind of functioning at, you know, as a team and figuring out what needs to be accomplished. And I, and I would stress solve for tomorrow's problem as well as today's problem, because these all scale. And what you don't want to do is not plan for where you ultimately want to be and then solve your initial implementation goal, say, and then a year from now or two years from now, realize that, you know, you would have mapped that out differently if you had that insight then, because you, you certainly know when investment is tough and you don't want to waste investment on smaller phases when you know you're going to have a greater need. And I think AI is a particularly interesting part of that because you need to go digital to effectively leverage deep learning and AI tools. The bigger that repository becomes, the more data there is for those AI algorithms in which to hone themselves and become more accurate. And so you need to kind of size for that and think about what that's going to look like over time. Yeah, we've heard the expression, it takes a village, which is probably no different in digital pathology. So in addition to the various stakeholders, you know, no one group is going to do it alone. So clearly, I think Dell is working with uh, industry partners as well to come up with validated solutions. How do you how do you approach this? Yeah, that's right. So we've actually developed a, a robust partner ecosystem comprised of software application vendors, scanner manufacturers, and of course, the associated other information systems, laboratory information systems, different PACs or VNA vendors or EMRs that all come together in a complete solution from an interoperability perspective. We also maintain a dedicated healthcare interoperability laboratory where we work with this set of partners to develop and test and validate configured solutions or reference architectures for these solutions such that when they are being proposed to hospitals, healthcare organizations, you know, to customers, they are in fact coming forward experientially about how these systems will work, how they will perform, that they will meet all the right performance, security, scalability requirements. So it does take a village, but what's great about it is it gives such assurances to customers that the solutions that are being proposed and brought forward are in fact tested validated solutions certainly gives Dell Technologies great insights in which to be able to help coach or advise 
our customers act in a consulting capacity or our customers as to the types of decisions that are to be made and the recommendations that we can bring forward to deliver the right solutions for the right applications in the right way. The V word, we call it, you know, validation, I think is central to what we do. The CAP issued guidelines on validating whole slide imaging, and it can be a bit daunting. So these partnerships are with vendors such as the slide scanner manufacturers, AI technology companies, and what's increasingly becoming important is image management. So are these the kind of partnerships you're talking about? Yeah, it's exactly the kind of partnerships that, that we talk about, that these applications that are being developed, they require need to be run on infrastructure. Dell is in a great position in that, you know, we kind of have technology to bring forward that spans the gamut, expands the the edge or the desktop, expands to the core or the data center, extends even further out to the cloud. And so as these solutions are brought to bear from a, hey, here's what we want to achieve perspective, the fact that we can work with our partner ecosystem in developing these reference architectures and ultimately these proposed solutions with customers, I, I think it delivers confidence to our customers that these solutions that are being put forward will meet the requirements of what needs to be met in order to have the desired outcome. You mentioned AI, which is such a hot topic. You know, many would argue that's, that's really what's driving the transformation. We now have the possibility of introducing all these great new tools, which is going to dramatically change what we do. So what do you see on the horizon in terms of AI applications? I think there's lots of great things to look forward to. And again, once we are dealing with digital data, the advancements, the exciting advancements that we see in the area of AI and deep learning really can then be leveraged. I think how that drives into the overall care delivery process is going to show up in many places. It'll show up at the diagnostic level for clinical decision support tools. It should show up in the operational level in being able to effectively design improved productivity workflows. So I think AI as a general topic is is really broad, but it's going to, it has the ability to touch many facets of the overall care delivery process and the stakeholders within those processes. Going back to the stakeholders, maybe people haven't given thought to that. What is, so I think, you know, the pathologists are, we're all salivating about, you know, the possibilities of these new tools, both for the workflows, triage in cases, getting the right case to the right pathologist at the right time, then algorithms that can be used to provide quality assurance or even preview the case or diagnostic assist and so on. Uh, but what does it mean in terms of the development of AI tools and the infrastructure and and so on? What, what are we not thinking about in terms of the infrastructure that's going to be required for AI? I think we are thinking about a lot of these elements and how we can effectively leverage AI tools and AI capabilities to improve workflows and productivity for individual stakeholders. What we have to also think about, though, is that in the course of developing the infrastructure, developing the repositories in which that data can be mined from, we do have to think about the elements of not only performance and scalability, which often come to mind, but we have to also now particularly be thinking about cyber threats and thinking about it's not just we can't lose the data. 
Now we're thinking with organizations about how do you protect inaccessibility to the data, the ransomware threats that we've been certainly seeing in the news a lot. Having digital data is, is great and being able to mine that data and leverage it with AI tools and capabilities is great. Uh, it puts an enhanced focus on ensuring that from a healthcare IT perspective that we are designing and deploying solutions that meet all of those elements, performance, scalability, reliability, and security. Cybersecurity and ransomware threats. Wow, that, we're kind of going into the dark side, but I guess that's a, ne a necessary evil. I'm not sure many pathologists would have thought about that just a few years ago. Is this Has this affected other areas of healthcare? Well, sure. I mean, I think in the news, major healthcare organizations around the world have had challenge with this because they've done a great job for many years in building redundancy in protecting the data in the event of some kind of system failure that they have the data. But this is a new kind of way of thinking. This is saying, I actually have the data. I just no longer have access to it. It's been encrypted in such a way that I actually can't use the data. And we've seen healthcare organizations very recently in the last few months, you know, just been virtually crippled by a loss of access to the information. Sadly, of the industries targeted for cyber threats, healthcare tends to be one of the largest. It's an important piece that we see healthcare CIOs putting a lot of focus in. We're doing a lot of work within data protection and security to ensure that care delivery is not interrupted and that this data is protected in a secure, safe way, but still always maintains the need for collaboration and interoperability and speed performance. Healthcare is certainly one of the largest generators of data. And of course, our needs for security are of the utmost because people's lives are at stake here. It's very serious business. What about pathologists working from home or remotely? We talked about the global health emergency really catalyzing that change. So what considerations are involved there in terms of data security? Is it different with a pathologist working remotely or hooking up to different networks and, and so forth? It's different from the perspective of maybe how their workflows are organized today in more of an analog workflow, but it's not different from what other clinicians in other clinical service lines are dealing with delivering care remotely, whether that's from the patient's perspective of wanting access to their medical records and they're signing it remotely, or whether that's the care providers delivering their care services remotely. You know, all of these fold into what do we need to be thinking about regarding security and sign-on and access to information. So there's great solutions out there. And Dell has several great solutions to address this, and we work really closely with our healthcare customers to deploy these. I mean, the bad news is it exists and has to be dealt with. The good news is that there are tools, there are capabilities to do this, and you can do this without you know, crippling the inherent performance requirements that we've all come to rely on in delivering care and sharing information effectively in a timely way so that we are optimizing the care. I think ultimately that's what it's all about is opt optimizing the care for the patient. Well, Mike Vellante from Dell, uh, thank you so much for being with us. On a personal note, why don't you let our listeners learn a little bit more about 
you. How did you come to be involved in, in this unique space of healthcare informatics and in particular digital pathology? Well, first, let me thank you again for the time. I enjoy these conversations and I've appreciated the time chatting with you today. But I can tell you a little bit about myself, I guess. My career has really been focused around healthcare informatics, and, and I've spent the majority of my professional working years in imaging informatics specifically. You know, I really enjoy the work of digital transformations and helping to figure out the intersection of medical imaging and information technology and how it can be used to improve care delivery and ultimately improve outcomes for patients. And early on, really early on in, in my career, you know, I was part of a small team at the uh, at AT&T Bell Laboratories. And this is where we were envisioning this kind of work and how to leverage technology and digital image management, which resulted in generation of one of the first generation PAX systems, PAX as we know it today. So I have this kind of same excitement for pathology because I remember that work in radiology. It was so exciting to work shoulder to shoulder with radiologists as I enjoy working shoulder to shoulder today with pathologists, trying to think through how to leverage digital technologies, information technologies, and AI. And as we all kind of strive to deliver the right patient vision for improving care through the use of technology. So really excited about how digital pathology and AI can enhance care delivery and at the end of the day, support healthcare's quadruple aim. You get to you get to do it all again, and and this, <laughs> which is fantastic. And this time around, you know, technology's evolved, and now we have all these great new tools, AI applications, and so on, which probably weren't with us five to ten years ago. So I think it's a great time to be to be involved. It's not that it's the same; it, it is different. But there are certain foundational, fundamental practices that can be brought to bear and experiences that not only myself, but my colleagues here at Dell Technologies can share with our customers, with our partners in bringing these solutions to market and seeing this digital transformation happen. The need is there, the value is there, the technology is there. And that's why I'm kind of excited about the trajectory that we see happening and the, the velocity that we see increasing in, di in the digital pathology adoption space right now. The technology is there. So tell us, what excites you and where do you see the field headed in the next 10 years or so? Digital transformations, I think, are, are pretty exciting and and how they can be leveraged to improve the quality of care, enhance the satisfaction of the staff and, and patient, and actually reducing costs. I mean, these are obviously real issues within healthcare that, that have to be addressed. Then you add on top of that AI and deep learning and how that can be now leveraged to mine this data in which to take this productivity gains, these clinical decision and support enhancement capabilities to a new level. It's great. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's a really kind of fun space to be, particularly in environments like we see in pathology, where there are challenges with resources and there are, you know, needs to provide services in different areas. And we've seen healthcare organizations through consolidation have a desire to more and more leverage subspecialty capabilities. And of course, all the advancements we'd see in comprehensive cancer care and how this kind of technology becomes the gateway to driving all of our efforts in, in precision medicine. Yes, technology is certainly becoming the gateway to drive these efforts. Well, our guest has been Mike Vellante from Dell. We'll see you next time on Digital Pathology Today.
This has been Digital Pathology Today. Please be sure to subscribe. Thanks for listening.